Hi, welcome to another episode of 90 Thoughts, the 90 Day Fiance podcast hosted by yours truly. I'm Dylan and my mom, Alana. Why don't you say hi, mom? Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning back in. Yeah, we're super excited to dig into another week of uh, Before the 90 Days. So this episode, episode 13, was not the season finale, but it almost felt like part one of the season finale. We can see a lot of our stories are coming to an end. You know, we're kind of reaching that point where we, we know where things are going. There's still very little up, left up in the air. But yeah, let's just dive right into it. I think uh, before we begin, it's even, it's funny, you're, you know, I know if you have a fan favorite here, Radha Varya is, is a person close to your heart, because obviously she did that awesome cameo for you. But she's kind of becoming the talk of this episode. So uh, we'll dig into that pretty soon. But first, in the meantime, why don't we start with Ed and Rose? What do we see this week, Mom? There wasn't that much, you know, left where she had left. And then he, you know, he seemed to be heartbroken, realizing that he lost her. And we see him kind of crying at the poolside and really didn't show that much. He flies back home. His mother greets him at the airport and he kind of tells her the story. Not that much. What did you, did you want to add to it? Yeah. I mean, you know, that's basically, I think what was the one interesting thing we saw was was his reaction when he gets to the, the the room and she's gone. I think that's when he was totally shocked because before we saw him at the pool and he's like, oh, I just need to give her some time. He had no idea that she completely left the the island. I think he was probably surprised that she even had the agency to, to do something like that on her own, you know, which is good for her. Yeah. Um, yeah so um, I think he was surprised there and that is when it really hit him. And, you know, you see him crying. Like I remember in the first episode when we saw him crying at the airport when he talked to his daughter and you really felt for him and you said, what a great guy. We hope he can find love. And now you see him crying again. But now that we've learned a little bit more about him, we've seen more of his character. Does that, you know, do these tears mean something different now? Do we still feel for him? Do we, have we changed our tune? What do you think? No, I, I still feel for him. Because like I said, last time I heard him on a podcast where he realizes he made mistakes and he didn't come across right. and maybe. You know, if his angle, maybe he went for the wrong reasons. Maybe he thought that she'd be falling all over him. And I think he's part sad, part disappointed, part kind of like maybe he's a little in awe of Rose and realized that she's, you know, she's got a lot more dignity about her than he thought. So, you know, yeah, I, absolutely. His heart is kind of broke. And I think like it's funny how that works, but I think he, yeah, he values her so much more. Not even just because like she's rejecting him, but I think the fact that she's rejecting him shows that it is an equal relationship. It's not just some guy who's like paying for her in a way. You know, the fact that she's able to reject him, even though it means the relationship is over, it meant that the relationship actually was more real in a sense, if that makes sense. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But also you do sometimes you want something that you can't have. And now he clearly can't have Rose. I thought maybe they would show him going, you know, back to her little village to try to win her over, but that didn't happen. I was surprised that that didn't happen. I thought that was going to be what we were going to see this. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I'm relieved that it didn't happen. I think Rose just shut him down so, so like concretely and then just disappeared that, you know, I think the writing was on the wall. And I also think because there is, they're at a standstill, right? He absolutely doesn't want kids. She absolutely does. So what can you do? What kind of romantic gesture can convince her to change her lifestyle if he's not willing to change his? So so I think that's something where they kind of can't move. So I, and that's yeah. I'm glad at least he's respecting that choice of hers. That is true. And if he didn't change, you know, his thought process, you're right. What would have been the point that just would have, that mm-hmm. wouldn't be fair to her. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so I guess that's you know where we are with them. It would be nice if we could see another episode of a little bit more of Rose. Um, back yeah, in village she's coming quickly. She's a fan favorite. I think I missed her. Yeah. That week. yeah, we missed her this week, but um, and we'll see if we get any more peaks of Rose. Um, and then we can jump into briefly uh, Yolanda and the Williams. Uh, again, not much happened this week. But I think what, yeah, but I think one thing that was interesting is you know we have this person who's pretty clearly being catfished. Um, and she knows now she's seen the stock photos. There's really not much to dig into here story-wise, but I think what is interesting is kind of this human kind of experience where you really dive into her and you see what her thought process is. And I think we had a really, an actual like vulnerable moment from her in this episode where she was sitting on the couch and just explaining how she's like, you know, even you could tell she's probably realizing that that's not his pictures. She is fake but she is in love with him. She still loves him. And we wish she could just shake her and slap her and say like, snap out of it. But you know, emotion and love and all this is so real and it's hard to control. And I think that was really interesting to just see that without any of the flash or the pretense or the family, just this vulnerable moment from her. So that was interesting to get. I don't know what your thoughts are about that. Yeah. She said that she was vulnerable. She said she knew in her head, this made sense. And it probably was, could be a catfish but she said the heart wants you know what the heart wants she definitely alluded to that and she kind of put herself out there more vulnerable that she mm -hmm. might be running after somebody that's you know is not who he says he is but she just submits that she's very vulnerable right now yeah she's drawn yeah. To and him. i think he's an enigma mm -hmm. and if anything good could come out of this Sometimes I think people, especially if they're older, they you know have past relationships, they're trying to get over with ex, you know, wives or husbands or whatever it is. Um, they're out of the dating game for a while, and you know maybe they lack confidence. They they don't have like the 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 attitude to just jump back into it in real life. So when you meet someone online, it's safe. You know, it's just texting, it's distant. You don't have to commit too much and actually going in the real world to see this person. So it's it's a stepping stone to meeting somebody real. Um, so maybe this could act, if anything, in a perfect world as a stepping stone where she realized that, you know, she is ready to put herself, and I don't know what her past life is as far as how much she's been dating before. Well, her husband, she's widowed. Yeah, yeah, so we know yeah. she's widowed. I don't know what happened between the, her widowed husband, I mean, her, her deceased husband. I think husband they said guy. that he had been in jail, too. The reports are out that he had um, been in jail. Yeah, well, well, you know, so regardless, regardless of that, um, I don't, I wonder if, you know, this is maybe a good stepping stone that she's realizing, you know, if not this fake dude, maybe in the real world, she is ready to date again. She is ready to see someone. And maybe that will, you know, light a fire there. So that could be something to hope for. That could be. So good luck with her. We'll see what's going to lead. Yeah. Yeah, next we'll week. See. Um, all right. So this is always a contentious couple to talk about. Why don't we jump into Stephanie and Erica? So, um, you know, last time, Steph last week, Stephanie had the, the big blow up. She broke some some uh very nice uh what was it uh, a plate or something from yeah, the of course, Airbnb. Airbnb and i was upset about that vandalism <laughs> yeah so you can put that on a resume low-key vandalist um vandalist so um so yeah she she broke this plate you know that's big blow up they pretty much were done they broke up um and stephanie goes three hours drive away from this little town that uh, erica's from into adelaide where her flight's leaving out of so she can be close to the airport but then they decide that Stephanie wants to talk again. So she asked Erica to drive the three hours down to have a conversation. All right, mom, what are your thoughts? Let's hear Yeah, it. I was surprised that she drove the three hours down just like nothing. 
you know, that's from us broken to Orlando and she, you know, she did just to talk and the conversation to me really didn't have closure. I don't know what your thoughts were. They didn't get anywhere with the conversation. They got nothing. Yeah. And you know, there's never going to be, what kind of closure is it going to be? If they could really like, if, you know, it's either let's try again, if we can make it work or we have nothing to talk about, let's leave. Like it's never going to be the perfect like bow tie that you always hope it can be, you know, when it comes to leaving a relationship. So, um, to me, yeah, this girl, Stephanie, she she leaves where Erica is. And then immediately she's like, hey, let's talk. Drive down to see me. And to me, I think it's just more of like her enacting her control in the situation and the relationship, even if it is over. She just wants to know that she still has the power, that she could summon Erica. Um, so I think it's just, I'm, you know, again, I'm speculating a little bit or looking into things. But it's just a classic case of something like saying, you know, I have control over you. I want to see you come down to me. I just need to see that I have that power over you still, even though I don't want to be with you. So that's what it looked like to me. The conversation really went nowhere. Stephanie had nothing else to offer her. Nothing to um, give. So, so yeah, you know, still team Erica on this. I think the one thing we did see with her mom was really sweet. And uh, yeah, climbing you know, into her lap for some, you know, some yeah, hug support. But Erica was just, you could just see her frustration, but she just, she's amazing that she just stays so level headed, you know, she's done. And she just, she goes point by point what Stephanie has, you know, done. And she's like, you know, it's, they're not, they didn't get anywhere. And she's like, well, okay then. And she's upset because she, she wants to just kind of put this behind, but she can't because she introduced Stephanie to such an intimate part of her life, her, her parents, Mm -hmm. her best closest friends. It seems like she has such a social group. And now they're all asking her. And Erica is this bubbly, upbeat person. And now she has to constantly be asked about Stephanie. So it's like clearly that she can't put her behind her. That's know? a great point. Yeah. Being interviewed, neck, neck and neck, sitting next to each other. They, oh, yeah. That was it's awkward. so awkward. And so clearly I'm done. And just, yeah, yeah it was almost comical. But go ahead. What were you going to yeah. say? Um, no, I was going to say that's another line, you know, just like, I'm, you know, I think neither of us are fans of Stephanie really. And just another thing that did it for me is when anytime Erica tries to have something or, 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 you know, be honest and open, Stephanie has to either steal it, get mad at it or, or one up it. And, and Erica was saying how, you know, she like has to go through this now and answer to her parents after she just announced her relationship with her and like, see what it's like a lot to go back to. And then Stephanie's like, oh, well, what about me? I have no one to talk to this about. So I have, you know, I'm also in a worse position. So I think like that was frustrating too, to like Stephanie's always just thinking about her. And, yeah, you know, that's you know, such a good point, Dylan, because I was so upset because she said, what about me? I have to, you know, just keep it inside. And then I thought, yeah, that's because you never came out because you weren't a to begin with. She said, you know, I won't have any support. What's the point what she went? Nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, all, it's always her. about, like, how does this affect Stephanie? What are we looking at? Stephanie? That's, yeah. It's all Stephanie's world. But she um, never came out of the closet. So what no. does she have to go through? She's She has never, she would get support from anybody. She hasn't told anybody. So I think um, for, for these last two couples we talked about, uh, Ed and Rose and Stephanie and Erica, we can borrow our man Tom's uh, line. What does he say? We could say officially these two are both, categorically done and done. dusted <laughs> no, and speaking yeah. of what was that about um you know tom tries to come across as the sophisticated um gentleman so his mm-hmm, friend was sure. you know if we want to touch a he met his friend um yeah. Emmy, i think 
um, in New York. Yeah, before Rami. He, mm-hmm. Yeah, Rami. And he, you know, they're talking. Mm-hmm. He throws in a little bit, you know, he's trying to paint Darcy as the bad one in the relationship. And then all of a sudden he throws in, oh, well, she did find, see a pic, you know, a picture that, <laughs> so he casually yeah. mentions that. It's true. You know, mm-hmm. he wants to paint poor Darcy as this villain and he, and she's clear yeah. this time. So well, just... it doesn't. I think, like to me, again with these things, and he's like, he's so like clearly over her, and we know that, and we've moved past this two or three times in the season alone, where he's like, "It's okay, it's over," and still, when he's talking to his friend Hami, he says, "I just don't know." A part of me doesn't know if I should try and see her again or talk to her again, and Hami's like, "No, it's over. Just leave it." Um, and it's nuts. And I think the only explanation I feel like is like, you know, this show for them is about Tom and Darcy. So Tom wants airtime. He wants to be on camera. So he's like okay, let me make a relevant scene. Let me somehow still talk about Darcy and can contemplate seeing her again. Yeah. Like he's trying to get to get more camera time or something, but it just makes no sense. Like obviously it's over, move on. You know, you yeah, have Even in time. the airport, even when you think that airport sign when he's like over and out, you know, I deserve, I'm going to get my happiness and the way he leaves, <laughs> yeah. walking yeah. through the airport, like he's the biggest movie star. Oh, with that, and that shirt, he looks like this businessman, but then where did he get that shirt with a shiny, it was like a shiny skeleton or something on the back of it, like yeah. rhinestones? Oh, oh, I didn't man, understand either. So yeah, the front was one way and the other. Yeah, but he's yeah. trying so oh, hard man. to be relevant and I think his days are over, especially there's such, there's still such backlash if he had any fans, but when he told her she gained weight, Darcy gained weight, you know, they, that's it. Yeah. He had it kind of jumped off the Tom train. Yeah. And um, yeah, I almost like I was hoping it wasn't the case. I'm glad it wasn't. But I would not have been surprised if the big shock was at the airport. Surprise, he's flying to Connecticut or something to go see Darcy again. So I'm glad I was afraid that of that. Happen. I was afraid <laughs> yeah. because I thought that that's a, he kind of alluded to that. I was afraid unless, yeah. unless his friend Hammy, you know, talked him out of that. You know, I don't I, think it was ever an option, but yeah. And then he, and then when they were setting it up, like with with Darcy doing the the like the makeover, the the facial stuff with their daughters, I thought they were setting it up that like Tom was going to knock on the door there. Um, and again, I'm glad that didn't happen. Glad <laughs> but, she nailed his feedback. Yeah, um, and that was kind of nice to see, like you know, something you don't usually see from Darcy because she's so like put together and she's always on like the attack or the defense. But to get to see that moment with her with their daughters, I think was nice. So that was a nice. And they clearly love their her. mother. They clearly love yeah, their mother. They true. have her back. They want her to be happy. So she had to do something right. She raised two beautiful, sweet daughters. That's a good point. Like I, you know, Darcy doesn't really tend to be my favorite person, but I think when you bring that up and you look at it like that, that is a good point. So, um, I think. Do we have anything to say about about these two? I know like there wasn't a whole lot at all in this season to unpack with them, but. Um, any final thoughts or no hopefully the ship the ship has sailed and we won't see them (laughs) i know at this rate something fun but we're done with mom sorry i feel like darcy is almost uh you know a permanent uh cast member i think she's permanent and and, you know and she's starting to grow on me you know yeah yeah find her knight in shining armor that's true We'll see. Um, and that would be interesting at this rate to see if, like, does history repeat itself? Is there a guy out there that could change the dynamic of relationships we're used to seeing her in? And, and I don't know, you know, because we know she's not perfect either by far. So that could be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, and that is, all, you know, that's something that I think hasn't been explored. Like, every relationship is different. Every dynamic is different. So when you see the same person and how they act in different relationships with different dynamics, that, I think that could be in some ways interesting for, for us as viewers. So. 
I think that Tom was too similar to Jesse. So we saw yeah, a lot of times so the worst in Darcy because they both brought the worst out of her. You know, she needs somebody that's really going to love her for her and not have a hidden agenda. You know, yeah. fame, fame mongers. They just definitely wanted their own fame and their own 15 minutes of fame. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, but then, you know, the sad thing, like, and I don't want to speculate too much and, you know, people can do whatever they want, but when you, when you're a person like Darcy, who is dressed for like, you know, she's very fashionable. She's always on point. She cares a lot about physical appearance. She's seems to have had a lot of, you know, plastic surgery done on the surface. She's also someone who's very superficial. That doesn't mean she is, you know, inside, but it seems like she would attract someone who agrees with that lifestyle. Who's also very superficial. So it's hard to find someone who's honest and down to earth and doesn't care about the cameras when the type of person she presents is that superficial person too. That's so, true. She portrays know. that. You're right. You're absolutely um, right. Okay. So I think we can, uh, you know, safely move aside to let's jump into Africa and our couple in Nigeria, baby girl, Lisa or BGL as uh, some have taken to calling her uh-huh. and our man Usman. So yeah, the, you know, they're starting to have fights. It looks like, they, the big drama from last week, the whole way they get the divorce paper approved or not to get the wedding, uh, that was handled pretty quickly. They got it emailed. It looks like that's going to work. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know, not all is well in uh, in paradise. So they they you know get through one obstacle and another potentially much more serious one comes up. Um, obviously, they start fighting. Do you want to talk to us about that, Mom? Yeah. So the they're fighting because she sees the state this girl that she's seen in the past on his phone. And messages, and at one point, I think she sees Usman has said "I love you," which he later says is a greeting that he used to her. So <laughs> it comes down hard on Usman, but it's vicious, 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 vicious that he needs to get in line. She did not <laughs> give, give him an award edwise. It was very, it was kind of, it was seemed like kind of verbally abusive. It did not seem even if if he would have been in the wrong. Because of her reaction, it's you know it makes her just look even worse. That we say, what does he need this relationship? She yeah. needs this relationship. It just it was uncomfortable. What do you think? Yeah, I, that's well said. Absolutely, I think you just keep thinking, how badly does this guy want to get to America? Because I mean, it's it's tough. Like, and it's it's just completely like it's one thing to be angry. It's one thing to be upset. Um, but it's just so classless the way she talks to this person. She doesn't talk to this person like it's her fiance or a spouse or anyone she cares about. It's very trashy. It's like she's trying to like to like, you know, step up to somebody outside of a drunken bar and she's trying to fight them or something. The way she's like, Come at me. You can't do this. You don't know me. And she's like, I've I've dated people, I've been here, all this stuff. She's like, one thing you need to know about me is I never lose. I always win. But like what what does that even mean? I mean you're a fifty yeah, something year old woman working coming to Africa to find some like I don't I don't know, like you always win. Tried? So Yeah, yeah so it, um it was pretty bad. No, it was it was pretty bad. And then she took called him that he's only local talent, he's not that <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that he should be he should be at her feet and be that she's the prize and he's she's so lucky he should be lucky that she's with him. So it just you know, the, it it seems it seems like she wants him to think that she's the prize, that he's gaining this precious jewel prize at all costs, and you know it, it's and and that he's 
so kind of beneath her the way she talked to him and he's supposed to be so yeah, for sure adoring of her and so appreciative and it just it, it didn't even seem like from her side why would she need this i mean yeah like well, she's on this show for the wrong reason because what would she still be getting out of it you know and then they're still keep going on and still making up i mean they've had one vicious fight after another and mm-hmm. they're sticking True. with each other which kind of makes no sense except we know about Usman but I was <laughs> if he's really believed strongly in his music should his music speak for himself maybe he could get his own contacts and come to America you know in another way through his music yeah that's a great point I mean that's true I don't know if he's just trying to hustle and this is just another move that he can make to help I know there's no guarantees and if you are really talented to make it in this industry so that's something but um, yeah, and I think it's good for her if she wants to think she's as prized, she's a jewel. I think every person should think that in a relationship. But That's where I, you're definitely right is that she's she's thinking that, but she's expecting him to grovel at, at her feet. And, and for any relationship to work, you know, you, there needs to be two prizes, right? You need to think it's a pretty equal thing. And it doesn't look like that dynamic is the case. And I think her mom proves, uh, Usman's mom proves to be more and more right every day. It's almost like she's he's looking, or uh, Lisa's looking for like a servant rather than a, a soulmate or an equal. Yeah, because it did it um, often. The way she was mm-hmm. yelling at him and saying a lot of those derogatory things, it did not seem like an even playing field. And he yeah, should- and the way... The way he listens, like takes it, like you know, he does. You don't think he'd be the person to take that kind of beat down, but it's just he, it's something he really wants to just grin and bear it and get to him desperately. Yeah, you can tell he's never, he's not used to that. He's not used to in his culture. He's not used to, you know, he's been successful. Nobody spoke to him in that way. So even if if there was a reason for her to be upset because the way she just comes across so vicious, it, it it's just makes her look so bad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I, you know, who knows? Is there a wedding still planned for next episode? I hope not. Um, it sounds like there might yeah. be. Oh, no. So we'll see. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I don't know what, what's going to happen. But, yeah, she is definitely vicious. I think she, she's she got to be someone with, like, almost no redeeming qualities. I don't know if we've ever seen a character or a person so, like, one-dimensionally just, for lack of a better word, terrible. Um, yeah, we're waiting you know, for something for her to show us aggressive. some warmth. Like Angela showed us some warmth before. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Angela had a ton of warmth. I'm a huge Angela fan. Um, but but yeah, in this case, like you know, she hardly cracks a smile. So let's see what happens next week. I think that's there's going to be something interesting there, whether it's an end or whether it's a wedding. We'll we'll see. And then let's move on to uh, how about Ash and Avery, Mom? Do you want to talk about them? Yeah, so Ash and Avery, you know, it, this thing sure turn like from, you know, we said last week from fighting and they went to meet uh, Ash's ex-wife and now they're on a date with little cute Taj to spend some time together. So, but leading up to that was the talks, I guess they finally had the talks about what ultimately Gian agreed as far as taking Taj uh, to America, Ash leaving. And it was kind of strange when Ash was confronted, he just said, I don't know, what, what did you think of his explanation when when, at, when, a- when um, Avery said, you know, your wife said that she definitely would not let Taj go. You know, you kind of led me on that that would be able to happen. He just kind of got real meek and said, well, yeah. What did you think about that? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think it's just someone who kind of 
he has no no defense because he's got nothing. You know, he knows. You know, if he would leave it there, he's kind of caught or whatever you want to call it. He said something like, "Oh, well, actually, it wasn't the case initially." She said something else, but we don't need to get into that. To me, I think that's a complete lie too. Maybe it was something like he brought it up very vaguely, and she said, "Oh, maybe we'll talk about it." And that, in his mind, that was enough to to justify telling Avery, "Yeah, it's fine, no problem." But but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, he just he had, he had no, had no recourse. He was kind of like realized he was all found out. Yeah. But what was also and, interesting is, uh, sorry, go ahead, mom. No, I was gonna say I thought that was really like touch on it a little more. Like he was like basically found out, and then he said something like, "Well, I wanted to be positive, so <laughs> this just changed recently, but I didn't tell you because I just wanted to remain positive." And then was weird because it seemed like he was lying about a few things and she just seemed to be from one two episodes past where she was just fighting him tooth and nail about his view she was like okay you know she talked to the camera he's communicating better so she just kind of completely flipped the other way that she's accepting of his now his flip-flopping and him not being honest and what did you think about that? She just seemed yeah, yeah. I th- I think from Avery's perspective, like that was you know we've gone back and forth with this couple. I think you know there've been some ups and downs on both sides, but this from Avery, she's handled the last two episodes in a very mature, I think, wise way, and uh, she's right. Like you know, it's one thing to be positive, and that's a nice thing to have, but you can't let that stop you from being realistic and living in reality. And so I think she said that really well, and she was completely right. Yeah, I think, you know, they still, like, it's clear they're, you know, they're both reasonably, for 90 Day Fiancé, like, relatively speaking, they're reasonably, like, well-adjusted, and they're a mature enough couple that they're going to try and get through some stuff, and there's more foundation there, so it looks like they're still looking towards the long-term things. Um, it was interesting when when uh, she brought up saying, like, let's just, maybe you come visit three months a year. And that's hard, you know? There's, like, plenty of girls yeah. in Australia. There's plenty of guys in America for her. But if this is really, like, the people they're supposed to be with so like that'd be a tough thing to to do but ash seemed to be okay with that and he's they both seem like they might be willing to make that work but that's a lot to ask for someone in a relationship for a long term uh you know, yeah that's what i thought maybe they just she just wanted to get through she's like i came through this on this show i came to go to australia let me just finish the trip because mm-hmm. it that didn't make sense she was looking for a life partner you know probably also someone to help her raise her daughters her kids with and now it's completely, you know, well, okay, we'll continue. I'll come for three months. That's a big difference from someone coming to live permanently. And she seemed okay with all that. So that just seemed a little bit strange. Yeah. And it could be a case, you know, like people are, are emotional. They're they're not always logical or, or rational. And she's attached to this guy. If they're connected, they're attached. She doesn't. It's not easy to say goodbye or to leave him. And this could be a case of where, you know, we talked about last episode, how like what Rose did was so rare, where you could put aside everything else and say, logically, this is not a fit, clean cut. Um, This could be a case where she could take a tip from Rose and say, you know, I know the writing's on the wall. I'd be better served taking this clean cut. But, you know, because we're emotional creatures and she's attached, that might not happen. So we will see. Yeah. We will they were, see. It was cute the way they spent time with little Todd and, you know, because she could see that he was a loving father. And I think she was attracted to that i think very much so yeah that's a great point and it's made the decision both easier and harder because on the one hand it makes her really care about him and like him more but on the other hand it makes it even harder to think about taking him away from that so that's it's like a catch-22 
if she would always be like if he was there with her and her kids, she'd probably always feel now that she met Taj and she's mm-hmm. a relationship, I think she would always feel bad. But I just thought she, you know, she seemed so accepting from going from full time you know, <laughs> to, you know, when she went on this trip to, okay, I'll settle for three, three months out of the year. That just seemed a little bit hard to swallow that mm-hmm. we'll but, well, yeah, and I do have to commend Avery for, for like trying to be logical about the kids and not just like rip a family apart and really thinking about the long term decisions. So that, you know, that is also not so common on this show. So that is commendable. But he um, worries me a little bit with his answers, you know, when he's like, oh, for sure. Wait just, till, oh, yeah. Just, like, just yeah, like, answers. oh, well, yeah. You know, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's okay, it. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, yeah you're right. Okay, that. you're right. Oh, yeah. There's no, uh-huh. there's nothing uh-huh. behind that. No, nothing. And point. then just that's, but she's okay with it. Like I said, she said, okay, well, at least he's communicating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She loved it. She's like, we finally made a breakthrough. Like, that's yeah. A, that's a breakthrough. And then you say, wonder, yeah. you wonder with a guy like Ash, if we still can trust him or not, is his mind when he was really quick to agree to three months on, like the rest of the time being apart, was it him thinking like, oh, you mean I get to hang out and party and be single in Australia as long as I want and just get a three-month vacation with, with you, you know, every three months in America? Yeah. Why not? Sign me up for that. Yeah. Sign so you hope, me you up. hope that's, that's not true. the case. I hope but, it's not for the wrong that's reason. Interesting. Yeah. True. Um, all right. So yeah. I think, uh, you know, I'm comfortable switching into, um, let's move over to the Ukraine and our, our main man, David, Mr. Trenchcoat himself, um, and uh, Lana. His, Lana is probably uh, the biggest surprise. It. I think every living room is probably talking about Lana. <laughs> so this, you know, she's where's a Lana yeah. now? Oh my god! Where's Lana? Where's Lana? She's she's real. Yeah, it was really interesting how, like, you know, she's this mythical figure almost to us now. We see these pictures of her. We're not we're sure from we've heard from many people she's not doesn't exist. And not only do we see her, but then they did this really cool like twenty four days earlier like rewind. We actually get to see her in her own element. We get to, you know, she's interviewed. We see what she's kind of is as a real person. Um, and yeah, what was, what's your take on this? There's a lot. Well, to, so, to so they interviewed, when they were interviewing her and they were, the producers gently, you know, I don't think they want to scare away. They, you know, they yeah. were talking about, um, so what happened your other trips? Um, are you talking, they even threw in, are you on the side? Have you been talking to other men? You know, different questions. They were able to throw in some questions, and you could see her discomfort. And I was thinking, you know, I'm not a um, polygrapher or do lie detector yeah. tests for a living, but I thought, oh my goodness, if I could have a lie detector test there, she clearly would she not have passed. Did you see yeah. her discomfort when they said, you know, were you on the site? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, what were you doing? On and the there was site? there was even. There was even a part where they she just like clammed up and she couldn't answer a question and she just was silent. She couldn't even bring herself to lie. No, so she was, no. was silent. And they said they said please answer the question and she still didn't yeah. say anything. She was still no. silent. Um, and, yeah, so yeah. it did not inspire a lot of confidence. Like we kind of are getting the person I think we pictured. If she were to exist, this is who we thought would be existing. Um, is someone who's you know doesn't seem very you know in it for the right reasons. Doesn't seem very real. Um, and then. Uh, yeah, but she does say like she'd be willing to to finally meet David and to and to see this through. But at the same time, like, what is there a hole in her head, or what is she just thinking? It's okay to to let this guy come visit and not see him for for years, and then to to yeah, make him wait totally three days and all this stuff. Yeah, she asked. Yeah. She asked what happened. They asked what happened the last visit, but I was thinking what happened the other four before that. <laughs> I think this is the yes. sixth trip. 
So I was, yeah. you know, such a cruel thing to do to him. But she, you know, she said she wasn't ready. I'm thinking she showed no remorse. So yeah, yeah, I have a feeling that the producers of the show found her and brought her on because I don't, I, I don't know, I don't think she was real. No, I, I agree with that. I, don't mm-hmm. you think? And oh, and the question where they said, "Do you do, do you make money on the site or do you charge?" Oh, yeah. She definitely couldn't answer that. She was lying. Yeah, she, for sure. I I think whether it's either the producers that found her and offered her either a paycheck or some fame or what, or maybe even the company that, that she works for to like, I think you touched on this last time to make, you know, the company look a little bit more legitimate to say, look, these girls are real. Here they are. So it doesn't blow up their whole cover. Yeah. It would um, have been an embarrassment to the whole, all those, they, all those sites, you know, yeah. It's true. It still is, but at least there's some kind of saving grace. They're the other thing great. is when, when they talked about most recently, when he was in Pavlograd and she was there too, and he went to the restaurant, like that was something that was just recently set up. So what's her answer there? And she did bring it up and she said, I told David to go to the restaurant, but I didn't meet him because I changed my mind. There was no remorse, no sorry, nothing. just saying oh, I changed nothing. my mind. And that's, that's pretty scary. So cold. Um, so cold. Yeah. So scary. Um, and then... You have the scene, you know, it was pretty awkward, I think, where like he's hugging her and he's waited seven years and he can't really communicate. He can't say anything. He's just looking at her like it is like this possession of his or this doll where he's just all he can do is say, mmm, and hug her over and over again. You know, it's very strange. And she looks kind of awkward too. She looks, her body language kind of looked very awkward to me too. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was, uh, you know, that's where David and Lana goes. I guess they, they eventually get out of that cold weather. They go to a coffee shop, and it looks like next episode, predictably, there's some some trouble on the horizon. Um, I don't know why he decides it's appropriate to admit right away, hey, I hired a private investigator to find you. Um, but maybe we can get into that next I, week. I, I hope he brought presents. She told her friend that <laughs> he brings lots oh, of yeah. presents. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, that's funny how, like, you know, right away the friend asks, like, how much money does he make, all this stuff. Yeah, right away. Obviously, that's maybe the friends in that kind of business too. On those, because she said, "Oh, on the side, you met him from the side." They just, you know, they know the code words. <laughs> that's a great point. Um, and a girl that looks like that, like you know, if she wanted to meet people, I don't think I don't, you know, unless she's clearly just looking to scam someone. I don't know why she'd. She spends she that she's much never been engaged. She goes to the gym. Yeah, um, but you know what? It's so strange. You know the part that was a little cringy when hmm. she's. Lana or Svetlana, she said David calls her Lana. Yeah, she said only her close friends and David. That yeah, was setting it up to where it seemed like it's real. Like, oh wow, she's really close with him. Yeah, yeah but you know what? But the part that's the part that seemed a little um, cringeworthy was she said that she's twenty eight and he's around sixty, and that was like, oh god, made yeah, twice kind of the age. Oh my yeah, god, for sure. Sixty and twenty eight. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit strange for sure. Um, yeah, so again, you know, I think we're at this point living in bonus time with with this couple. I didn't think we'd expect to get to get this at all. So whether it's fake or real or whatever, I think it's it's kind of fun popcorn, uh, you know, material for us. Okay, so I think we're on to our last couple and probably the most interesting of this episode. Very, very interesting and a big, 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 big surprise. Yeah, so we have uh, Jeffrey and Varya. You know, they split up last episode. Jeffrey returns home. And pretty quickly, he jumps right back into, you know, into it with dating. He had that girl that we've kind of been teased before back home who seemed like a great match for the for them. For what little we know about about her, they've known each other for a long time. They get each other. They're in the same world. Um, and so the stars finally align, and, and they start dating. Um, 
and the show makes a big effort to let us know that they're dating. Um, and then what happens on the other side, Mom? Who happens to decide and to come? So visit? I was shocked because basically we talked last time. We said we were kind of Team Varia. We said, you know, it was all or nothing. He was so cold. Um, he, she had to accept his proposal. He wasn't coming back again. You know, she missed out. And we said we had that great airport. Could have been a romantic scene for all time where she ran into his arms and he said, I love you so much. I'll definitely come back. We'll meet up again. I'll give you, there's no timetable on love, but nope, he was out of there. And she chose to cheese. You know, she's having second thoughts about the way it ended. She's messaging him and he does not respond to her messages. And then we see him moving on. His kids are really cool. I love the names, Dakota, Paxton, so cool. And they're riding, um, I LATVs, I guess they're riding. He's got a pretty cool house too. Real country has some farm animals, and now he's meeting up with Mary. Remember, Mary said, "Give me a chance." At the beginning, oh, yeah. when, why? You know, what about me? I'm right in front of you. So we're kind of, in a way, we're kind of rooting for, especially Mary. She seems like a nice person. Yeah. And then we see a Varya is getting ready. Surprise, surprise! She got her tourist visa just like that. And she know that she's coming, and she booked a hotel for one night. Oh yeah, that was so funny. Up with a suitcase, you oh, know, man. it seems pretty risky and weird to just not let somebody know you're coming and just knock on their door. And I think like there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. I think also like we're used to seeing, like maybe guys like old old strange guys like David, you know, go out, drop everything to find the girl and to do these things. But when you see Varya, who's like. Oh, you know, well-adjusted, fun, bubbly, cute young woman. We're not used to seeing someone like that be the like the not the stalker, but like the more like aggressive one, you know. But I think maybe if David really, I mean, sorry, if uh, Jeffrey really did shut her out, if he didn't respond at all, I think when you're in love and you have that emotion, you kind of go crazy. You don't know what to do with yourself. So like, I got to do something. And then so she's like, you made this big gesture, like just for her own sanity, kind of. She's just compelled. Hey, I have to visit. I have to find an answer. You know, she's thinking. She's still envisioning that guy who proposed to her. She's saying he wanted to marry me, so it's not like he doesn't love me. Um, she just wants that back again, whether you know that makes sense or not. So, yeah, it does. And also, yeah. like the heart wants what the heart can't have, and he shut her out. I don't think, yeah, I think that's the biggest to be thing. shut out like that. I think she did not expect that. She thought that he would have love for her, that he would, you know, wait for her. So you're right. She was probably tormented by that. Just. Mm -hmm shut out so she wanted to have the last word and then i don't know if like you know the producers set this up the one thing i have to say is like as entertaining as this is some of it's a little bit i don't know fishy the way it all is like they really focused on this relationship that just kind of came together really quickly and really strong and then the whole varia thing how she's like you know i only have one night at a hotel they kept stressing that over and over again like they're really setting this up for this big dramatic splash I don't want to say it was completely faked, um, but even like the, you know, the one conversation we see with the children, it's about, hey, okay, let's use this time to talk about how good your relationship is with this other person. Um, so it's just like, almost like if you're writing a script, like, okay, we need this scene here. Yeah, where Mary, Mary's there, they started a date, and she happens to be at his house that night. Or that exactly. so I'm not saying it's fake, but it's interesting timing. But, you know, to, we're only discussing what we can, so let's assume that this is all real. Let's talk about Varya. Do you think that it is creepy or it is uncalled for? Do you think she's in the wrong for just making this random sudden move? What do you think there? 
Well, I think she felt that he flew all the way across the world for her, so she probably feels that she could reciprocate and do the same. I don't think it enters her mind. I don't even think she knew that there was somebody in the background named Mary. I don't even think it entered her mind to have another, what is it, like a week later? He's got another... I don't know. I didn't get how much time had passed, but I I don't know that it could be too much. Maybe two weeks. Um, I don't even know how much could have passed. Yeah, that's true. So, and then you see, I guess, from next episode, like one of the things she says is, I wish you would have just at least told me that you moved on. Do you think that she's right? Like it's on him that, to have, have communicated that for her or to her? Hmm. Well, maybe he could have wrote back to some of her texts, but I don't, again, yeah. I don't, in his farthest mind was that she was going to jump on a plane. <laughs> so True. But if she is still with him, I don't know if she like wrote him, you know, if she wrote him for a couple of days and that was it. But if she's still writing him almost every day or whatever, I think, and he is happily with someone else, he should say that. Um, that is but, true. But yeah. That is true. You're right. He could have said something, you know, after, you know what, I, I started to date an old friend and we're together and I'm going to see how it goes. It's interesting that, uh, you know, like you, you do like Mary, you know? Yeah. Well, and for what we see, Mary is a, a nice person. So you like Mary, you like Varya. I think we're both big fans of Varya in general. So it's tough because there's no like bad guy, evil guy, good, you know, a person. It's just, it's funny. Yeah, so after, you know, we kind of thought that things might have been over last week, it was a pretty dramatic episode for Varya and Jeffrey. I think it was something that came to mind is maybe what if the reason he was so sure about like last week, hey, this needs to happen now or never, either we're getting married, we're getting engaged and it's sure or it's not. Do you think it could be because he still like was thinking of Mary and had Mary in the wings and saying, well, this is a relationship I wouldn't be against jumping into. And so if I, if I can't finalize something, I don't want to leave it open, then I know I'm just going to run back into Mary's arms. Do you think that's a possibility? That is a good possibility because they sure got together quickly. And obviously when he was saying goodbye to her and talking about, you know, his venture, she said, I'm right in front of you. So she did leave it open. And mm-hmm. there's a really good possibility. He said, you know, I've got another woman in the wings. I have to really know. I can't, you know, continue um, and even mm-hmm. take another because I guess if, you know, I, I was kind of said it's all or nothing, but in, in average, even middle-class America, these trips aren't that easy, especially halfway across mm-hmm. the world. It involves yeah. visa, travel. Look at now. All travel is held up for, who mm-hmm. knows, safe travel. Yeah, so maybe that kind of, it doesn't really excuse his behavior for last week, but it does add a little more context to where his mind might have been and why he was acting that way. But let's say we don't know what's going to happen next week. Do you have a guess? Does he you know, jump back into Varya's arms? Does he stay with Mary? Where do you think this goes? Yeah, I have a feeling he might just stay with Mary. They have such a long history together. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. Is there one you're hoping for? Are you Team Mary or Team Varya in this case? Well, I, like, I really like Varya. Okay. I really do. But it seems like... Or do you think they should be together? Well, it seems like Mary knows him a long time. She knows his past history. He knows his family, and she seems willing to accept all his faults. Yeah, I agree. I think that's it, it is funny how quickly it is quickly funny how Varya says, "You know, I'm ready to accept his past." You know, she <laughs> has to throw that out. I don't care about. Yeah, yeah as soon as anymore. soon as he stops calling her, okay, now I'm yeah. ready. Uh, okay, you were a criminal. You went to prison. You know, my yeah. brother, sis, mother hates you, but it's okay. Um, yeah so you know one also thing I have to say before we move on to from this 
I think like, yeah, Jeffrey gets a bad rap. Obviously, I don't want to get into his criminal past. There's no excusing that. But just talking about the person he is on camera. Yes, last week, he the stuff he did was pretty selfish. I don't think there, that was called for at all. But his just demeanor, the way he like talks, the way he acts with his kids and things. To me, there is a sweetness there. Like, I, I like the person he is. I know most people don't feel that way. But I just wanted to say that, like, I don't mind, you know, the, the kind of dude he is, at least on the surface. On the, and that could just be the surface. But I think there's something there. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, well, the, for his kids, you know, there's a lot of talk about this and that and past relationships. But the love seems true for those two boys. They seem, I, they might even be living with him. And they look very well-rounded, well-adjusted. I don't know if they're still teenagers or, you know, how old they are, young, very, maybe in their young, early 20s, mm-hmm. 19, 17, but they look very well-rounded and very respectful. Yeah, that's and they true. love their dad. Um, yeah, I agree. Okay, so I think that's that's our episode this week. We, it was a, you know, again, we're kind of winding down. I'd say it's a part one of a, of a finale in some ways. Do we have our cringe. cringe of the week? I think there's definitely a bunch of moments that we could pick. Uh, I would cringe say of the week, Mom? my cringe would probably be Lana because, like I said, if I if I could have had a lie detector, I was very uncomfortable whenever the producers were asking her questions about being on sites, talking to other Americans, other foreigners, and Claire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, that's she's fair. cringe of the week. And that's a good one. Uh, and my cringe would be connected to that. I think it was just the scene of David hugging Lana over and over again and like that was a little strange I think that was definitely cringy and then if you'll allow me to have a second one definitely when Barrio knocked on the door and that was doors being open oof that was hard for me to watch I really felt for her but that was super cringy when you knew she was walking into like you know a bloodbath yeah <laughs> um, yeah so uh how about our crush of the week who did you uh who are you crushing on this week mm-hmm. hmm. this is a good one um Maybe Erica or, you know, having... Erica's always a safe bet. Erica and her yeah, mom. Yeah, I was, that that's a, like, a safe know, bet. Yeah, her and her mom. That's a great crush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just knowing that she's not... that Let's definitely go back to the rock she crawled out from. You know, I thought she was... <laughs> yeah, yeah I think enough. crush... Yeah, and I think crush of the week is... I mean, this week it goes to, you know, the parent-child time. I think Erica and her mom, Darcy and her daughters ash and taj i think i'd agree like let's just give it to all of them i think it was really nice to see that more genuine that you know, family even time. jeffrey with his father and kids time oh yeah even jeffrey so i think that yeah. that was a time where like the parent son or parent child relationships kind of shined all right so mom as always i'm so grateful for your time it's so nice to oh, have this hour to talk with you every week that um, was wonderful yeah i know i was uh you know i'm a little i'm a little i think i gotta get something to eat so thanks for bearing with me yeah next time i said your mother i tell you to eat before you start i know hey hey, okay okay so for our listeners thank you as well i hope you enjoyed this episode um and uh all right mom yeah so to everybody uh this has been fun i'm dylan i'm alana see you next week yeah see you next week